Owlcast, the official podcast of ACS Athens. Listen to the exciting story of the American Community Schools of Athens. Check out what drives all the members of our international community of learners as we create the education of the future. Here's John Papadakis. Welcome to another episode of the Owlcast. Each week, we choose a different protagonist in the story of ACS Athens as we attempt to document and understand what makes the school's life exciting and meaningful. Today, we have with us Maria Laiu, Guidance Specialist for the ACS Athens Academy, advising students in grades 9 and 10. With more than 15 years of service in academia, she has held advising and leadership positions in career services, student affairs, and retention in higher education. She has gained a unique viewpoint through which she advises students on their way towards high school graduation and their college of choice. With Ms. Laiu, we discuss the star over the head of each student, destined for greatness, What's the difference between a buddy and a friend? Being uncommitted or undecided for college. Parental concerns or doubts about their children's guidance. Dreams that become expectations. And living and operating within the golden triangle. This is a question I'm asking almost everyone at the Outcast. What brought you to ACS Athens? Mm -hmm. What is the path you followed that led you here? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm very happy to be at ACS Athens. I feel like I have found uh, the place that I fit in. And being a child who has who lived in two different countries, I always had that issue of, you know, where am I going to fit in? But ACS Athens feels just like that place. I come from a background of working in higher education for about 16 years, but have been in the broader field of education since I moved back to Greece and started working, so about 20 years. And I worked in career services and student affairs in a college setting where it's frontline working in career services and student affairs. And that's how I feel college counseling is also. But before starting in the academy, I was here working with the middle school, which was very different, but really exciting. Very exciting. <laughs> and academy is a lot closer to um, career counseling, working with college students, um, but exciting in its own. We're working with the students. We're making that difference before they go off on that first adventure on their own, because college is really that adventure on their own, and we want to make sure they're ready. So I think that's a, a really exciting part about the academy. You have said that the most incredible part of being an educator is having the privilege of guiding students through the amazing adventure of discovering who they are and how their individual traits and talents will help shape our future. As a relatively new member of our counseling team for the academy, what have you seen that students discover more often, and how do you get to play a role in that? It's really great to see the discoveries that they do make along the way. Sometimes they start out in their junior year thinking that they're going to go in one direction, and then they come to their senior year and have a totally different thought. 
or they start out as freshmen, which is something that I really enjoy right now is working with these ninth graders. And I'm so excited to see where they're going to get in their senior year because they change so much. And it's so important to encourage them to embrace that change. We don't want them to feel like the decisions that they make in the ninth grade are the ones that are going to shape their university experience. We don't want them to have to feel that pressure that early on. And that's the beauty of the U.S. educational system is that they can make that choice later on in high school and later on in college as well. So they might start out in one major and end up somewhere else, and they have to feel the confidence to be able to make that choice. And I think that that is the most, one of the most important parts that we play uh, as counselors for these students is to give them that confidence in knowing that we're going to be there through these changes to help them and make sure that they're on the right path to get them where they're going. So you're in the change management business. In the change management, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a great, um, a great way to put it. Uh, students who choose to attend an uh, international school, especially at those final years of the mm -hmm. high school or academy, as we call it, have very particular traits. Mm -hmm. They expect to join an international community with mm -hmm. cultural and ethnic differences, but with one unifying purpose, academic options mm -hmm. and variety of paths to mm -hmm. follow. How are you experiencing these expectations? Have students come to you asking for guidance, either on serious or more mundane questions? Students always ask for guidance in one way or the, another, even if they're not coming directly saying, please help me. Um, you can tell when they sit down across from you that they need to be asked some questions that will lead them to the answers, to their own answers. We don't want to answer it for them. We want them to get there. We want them to get to their own place where they want to be especially here at ACS, they have so many different choices and all these different choices lead them down different paths, even to get to the same place. So while one student can go through AP courses, another student can choose the IB. And the IB and the AP, those are very academically rigorous programs. So when a student chooses those programs, that's telling the universities something from the get-go, just from that first choice, is that these students are serious about what they want to do. They're serious about their future. And they're going to be the ones that are going to make that change later on in our world. Do you usually see the end of the path or do you also go discovering with them? Mm, that's a great question. Sometimes, sometimes I feel that when I see a student and I talk to them for a little bit, I can see where they're going. After having worked with students for so many years, some students uh, come in and they feel like they know where they're going. They're very determined on what they want to do. Not always is that student going to end up in that place. And you can kind of tell uh, when they come in that they may, they may be following that um, path because they think it's their passion and might not actually be. Uh, it takes some looking into. And as long as they feel confident and supported by their families and by us, then they will make that discovery. So they'll go and they'll figure it out. All students have a little star on top of their head. It's just this bright little shining star. And it's our job to make sure that that star keeps shining. As long as that star keeps shining, those kids will get where they're going. They just need to feel the confidence and they need to feel supported. 
So I'm on the journey with them. Sometimes I can see where they're going to end up. And I have to say that I can, I always feel that the students who've been supported are the ones who, when they walk in the door, I know that they're destined for greatness. And greatness does not necessarily mean fame or glory. Greatness is happiness. They're going to end up happy and proud of where they're going and where they actually end up is going to be where they're happy. And that is what matters. That's greatness. And every single one of our students is destined for it. Your colleagues at the counseling team advise students differently, whether in the pre-adolescent years of middle school or at the formative early childhood or elementary years. If you could ask one question of them, your colleagues, mm-hmm. so that you understand a student better coming to you in the academy, what question would that be? I'd want to know what is this student like? What do they enjoy? What brings them joy? And then I believe that from that, when we know what brings someone joy, we can help guide them to make the decisions that will keep them in pursuit of happiness and joy because that's success. When they're so excited to do what they're doing that they don't even feel like it's a job or career or, I mean, it's just they're, they're pursuing their passion. So we need to find what brings them joy. You participated recently in the redesigned body system of our mm-hmm. school. First of all, what was the response of the new students that participated in the program? Mm-hmm. The the new students this year that came in? Yes. Okay. So one thing I think describes this best for me, I had a student last year, because last year I worked with the middle school, in preparing our um, buddies to receive the new students. So we had one student who was, uh, he had a little bit of a rough start for his own. He was a new student last year. And with COVID and everything, he had a little bit of a rough start. And then through the Buddies Club, he kind of got really into it. And this year, while I was going um, from my office to another office, uh, he, I saw him sitting with two other students who were new students. And he calls, I goes, Miss, these are my buddies. Miss, you know what? They're also my friends. So, and these kids just joined in with me. Yeah, he's our buddy and we're friends. And I thought that that was just the most amazing example of how this program can change the experience for these students, can make things more fun and more exciting and make them want to be here every day from the beginning of the day till the end and want to stay and be sad when they have to get on the bus to go. So they were just so great. And this kid who was so quiet and reserved and kind of almost like sad because he was he had changed schools and now he was so excited to have these two new friends and they're all like it was just so fun. So, <laughs> that so was the greatest thing. The purpose of the program is to equate buddy with friend. Yeah. They want you want to create these lasting friendships. That's so great. so pairing them based on their interests is really important, especially at that at the middle school level where they you know, elementary school students will be super excited no matter what because they get this important job. Um, academy students, which we have as peer mentors, they're serious at this point. They're older. They're serious. They're headed to college. So they also see this as an opportunity for engagement uh, and to help new students, to integrate these new students at the middle school, which is exactly that. They're right in the middle. They need this to be a friendship, too. They need it to turn into something a little bit more. So what was the feedback you received from the school ambassadors or uh, buddies, Mm -hmm. the existing students Mm -hmm. that became buddies? 
Yeah, they were very excited. The The first day back, which was orientation, when they were here to greet the new students, that was just so, so fun to watch. They were so excited and so proud of themselves being here to welcome these new students. They were, they were our ambassadors right then. And their smiles said it all. That's what tells this new student that's coming in who has no idea what it's going to be like to be a student here, that he is going to, or he or she are going to have the best time ever learning in this environment. Did you have anything to do with the training of these ambassadors? With the middle school students, yes. I worked with the middle school students all year last year, even while we were online. During lockdown, we would have meetings twice a week, once a week, and we would meet every Thursday with new students having our lunch bunch. So this was buddies and brand new students from last year because since we weren't on campus, it was really hard for these new students to create relationships and to get to know other students who'd been here before. So we tried the lunch bunch and it worked and it carried on after we came back to school. Face to face, we would have lunch bunch at the picnic tables uh, and all of the new students and buddies would get together. So we started out at one picnic table and then spanned across all three. It was fun. They'd bring um, treats for each other, individually wrapped because COVID. They cared about each other and they were friends and it's carried over. So that really helped. And I think it's really important to work with these students that will be receiving the new students next year to make sure that they are a close-knit group because that's what these new students are going to see. They're going to see a ready-made family that they want to be part of. How did you see the interaction between students that didn't speak the same language? That is always fun to watch. I was going to think <laughs> that you were going to say it's challenging, but fun <laughs> is a good word too. Yeah. It's really great because they find ways to help each other. And I mean, there were a couple of students that uh, were in the very mm -hmm. uh, introductory in the um, ESL program at the, the first levels of ESL. Uh, in EFL, actually, EFL 2. And it was really great to see how they supported each other and how they helped each other, you know, the kids who were a little bit better and more advanced in their English, because we also had some native speakers, and how they helped out the students who were learning English, how they helped them, and they they helped them understand things, and they, they were fine explaining and going over things, using different words to explain what they were trying to to get across to the other student. They were very patient when those students were speaking. They would wait and nod, and you could see them just really trying to, to ease that for them, ease that transition. You are listening to The Owlcast, the official podcast of ACS Athens. How does your experience as college-level career advisor mm -hmm. prepared you on how to approach an academy student mm -hmm. who is currently pondering what to do with his life, mm -hmm. who is undecided what college to apply to, or whether the chosen field of study will lead to a meaningful career for life, if there is such a thing? <laughs> I'll start backwards. There are meaningful careers. I don't think that you can have a meaningful career for life that I you meant can decide. For life. Yeah. 
if there is such a thing. Yeah. I don't know if for, you mean like forever when we say for life, right? I don't think we can, I think we're now in a society that we really can't have the same career forever. But I think that they can be that confident in themselves that if they do see that they need a career change in the future, that they're okay to do that. And that starts as early as high school, where you build that confidence and you know that you can handle it no matter what. So coming from college, coming from like higher education and working with students at the collegiate level, I think that that helps me to prepare these students by letting them know that, you know, college is not going to be the place where you're going to go in the first day, you're going to learn everything. And it's definitely not the end of the line. It's just the beginning. It's the beginning of their adventure uh, toward being independent and really contributing members of society. So I can kind of help ease their anxiety when they're applying to colleges, when they're considering colleges, when they're thinking about, you know, how this decision is going to be, it's going to define me for the rest of my life. It will not define the rest of their lives. It defines a moment. It defines a choice. And life is all about choices. So we want them to feel confident in making those choices as they move along and they get into college. And, you know, when you get into college, you're not committed to doing that one thing that you walked in, especially in the U.S. educational system, because that was my background in the U working in the U.S. educational system. So there it's not you're not committed to have to study exactly what you walked in for. You can be undecided. You can make a decision, you know, in your second year. And that's the great part of of college in a U.S. educational system is that they allow for that change. They allow for that exploration in your first two years. You Undecidedness. Know, you might, yeah. Undecided is not a bad thing. So you can be undecided. They have that opportunity going from an international school. They have the opportunity and we want to make them understand that, that they can, you know, they can change their mind. Okay. Some educational programs are a little bit more rigid. Okay, like the UK and the Netherlands, they're, they're a little bit more rigid. Like when you decide to go into one faculty, that's the faculty you're going into. Or when you go to a medical school in the States. Exactly, or when you go to a medical school. So even, but even medicine, like students that are not super committed to being, but they're considering it, they can start with something different. They can start by going into biology or chemistry or physics, you know, something science related. But even the U.S. system is so flexible that you can even go into something totally unrelated and then decide that you want to go into the into the medical field. And you just change. It might take you an extra year, but you can still do it. A few more than one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Depending on when you change your mind, right? Yeah. Ms. Layu, I am a parent mm -hmm. who is coming to you not to ask advice for my children, uh, but for myself mm -hmm. on how to better control the urge to guide my children based on my own experience or to allow them to find their own way or even harder to put my trust on a stranger who has no vested interest, who therefore might be more objective. Are these questions I have valid? Do they clearly define the perspective of how you see my child? Or how do you address my concerns? What advice do you give me? Mm -hmm. So I've had um, the privilege of meeting with several of our parents so far. I haven't been able to meet with everyone yet, but we're in that process. Uh, the parents that I've met so far, I've told them that 
they are sharing their child with us in this journey. So from the minute that we start working with them, there are kids too. So we do have an interest in them because they they spend most of their day here with us. They come to us when they're upset while they're at school. They come to us with questions. They come with worries. They come with a ton of things that just... It goes beyond just being a student that we're talking to about what they're going to do later in life. Well beyond that. It is hard for a parent to take a step back and let their child find their own path because we always have these great expectations for our children and dreams, not expectations. Let's say dreams that turn into expectations. So we have these crazy dreams for our kids and We want them to be the best they can be. We want them to do the best they can do. And sometimes, you know, our our kids feel that that's, they feel pressure under that, which is is because I think if we can go back and think of what it was being the child to our parents, our parents had very high expectations for us, which actually for them, though, it was a dream. We would turn it into expectations. Same thing happens with our kids. It's our dream, but they feel is an expectation. So we have to take that little step back and let them chart their own course. Doesn't mean that they need to fly solo though. We definitely have to be there with them. Parents and counselors and students. We have what I love what Dr. Pelloni says, we have the golden triangle. Without the golden triangle, we can't get to where we're going. That's our compass. So we all have to work together. But for me at the tip top of that golden triangle is the student because they're the ones that are leading this journey. And we're at the bottom of the triangle supporting them. I am a college admission officer Mm -hmm. and I'm visiting the school and I have just completed the presentation to the students Mm -hmm. and I haven't had the chance to talk to anyone in particular. Mm -hmm. What would you ask me uh, trying to decide whether you're going to guide your students to my university? Mm So I would want to know what the profile is of a student at your school. What is a a student, what do you expect from a student? What's this profile like? Is the student at your school excited to be there? Do they have a variety of choices? Can they achieve the goals that they set? Are they supported to be able to achieve these goals? So what are your support services? How can a student make sure that they can get where they're going if they come to your school. And then also we have secondary questions, which are always really important, like scholarship. How can you help? You know, what kind of things does your institution, what kind of um, scholarship opportunities do you offer, merit-based or otherwise, that we could also make sure that our students know of? So you addressed the academic part. Mm -hmm. You addressed the financial part. Mm -hmm. How about the social part? Definitely. Social part is, I mean, that just runs through everything, especially for the college experience, right? You want to have, and that's why we call it the college experience, because you definitely want to be able to go. And this is your first time being on your own and being independent. Your parents are trusting you to be far from home, whether you're far from home, um, literally far from home in a different country, or whether you are independent and on your own going to university and spending several hours there without them uh, having control over what's happening. Because when you're an adult, right, once you're 
above 18, no report cards are sent home. No one is going to call your parent to let them know that you had a rough day or that you're having some, you're on your own, you're an adult. So, you know, your parents are trusting you with that. That's the college experience. This is your first time. So we want to definitely make sure that that school you're going to is going to support you. That's what I meant by support services too. It's not just academic, but social also. You know, you want to make sure that there's a vibrant, not only a vibrant student life, but a vibrant student life office, because that means that there are people there uh, that can help you. Student affairs people who will help you through this process and who will guide you to find things that you like, find things that you love, because it's not just about hitting the books. It's about further becoming a well-rounded personality, because that starts here, because our students do come out of ACS as well-rounded personalities. So we want to make sure that they have the opportunity to do that moving forward, to have those opportunities to volunteer, to give back, to be involved. So the, we want to make sure that they can do that there too. Ms. Leiu, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. This was so fun. You are listening to the Owlcast, the official podcast of ACS Athens. Make sure you subscribe to the Owlcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. This has been a production of the ACS Athens Media Studio. Mm-hmm.